the Lats Factor Podcast. What is up, lacrosse fans? You're watching episode 227 of the Lax Factor Podcast. I am your host, Ted Hoost, and today I want to talk about the PBLA, the Professional Box Lacrosse Association. Uh, I went to the Binghamton Bombers versus the Elmira Renegades game at the Binghamton, what is it called now, the uh, Visions Veterans Memorial Arena on this past Friday. And I want to rip through, talk about the game, show you a bunch of highlights, talk about my experience overall, and why I think if you have one of these teams in your area, you need to get off your butt and hit these games up. Because if we don't get off our asses and go to these games, this league will not succeed. And I want more than anything for this league to succeed because I had an incredible time at the game with my son. Before I get into it, as always, you can go to laxfactor.com, watch all our videos, listen to the audio podcast. You can also get yourself some swag t-shirts of the sort, both uh, non-Lax Factor related, you know, custom designs that I've come up with, as well as Lax Factor related stuff. So I'm going to shut up. Be sure to like, subscribe, share the crap out of this podcast, especially if you are a PBLA fan. Make sure people know because I'm going to cover the hell out of the PBLA once they get me access to their statistics and their video highlights. I'm going to cover it like crazy because I want this league to do well. So like I said here, we have the schedule for the Binghamton Bombers and it was this game here on December 30th that I hit up. The Binghamton Bombers ended up defeating the Elmira Renegades by a score of 15 to 14 at the Visions Veterans Memorial Arena in Binghamton on Friday. And I was in attendance, had an incredible time. Now I bought season tickets here. Uh, And I I bought two seats and my nine-year-old son defeated his older sister in a best of three paper, rock, scissors death match to win that first seat for the first game of the year. Now, first off, right away, when we walked into the building, Greeted by the Dunham family from Whitney Point. Actually, he was one of my first youth club coaches when I played. See their family, say hi and everything. Ten steps later, as I'm trying to get my season tickets, I see Adam Campo, a former player of mine from Whitney Point as well. And then from there, we actually, uh, a former player of mine, Josh Williams, he offered to take Eli down onto the floor into the penalty box so we could watch the teams warm up, which we did. At that point, uh, Brian Conzola, who made the roster for Binghamton, he's a local kid, UE kid, uh, played for us at Broome while I was there. He uh, he came running over and gave me a big bear hug, and my son looks up at me, up at me and he's like, Dad why did that dude just come off the field and give you a big bear hug? And I'm like, that's because that's Brian Consola and he's fucking dope, son, is what I told him. But anyway, it was ju- just right off the bat, a very welcoming experience here. And then when we left, uh, and then Josh, as you're seeing here on the screen now, Josh ends up taking Eli into, oh, I got to turn my volume down. Josh ends up taking Eli into the video room after he got to see the, um, you know, be on the floor and everything like that. And he let him push buttons on the board and everything like that. He gave him uh, uh, some pizza, some soda. So right off the bat, it's not just showing up to the arena and going to a game for Eli anyway. It was, let's show up to the arena and um, let's get a, a little tour here. Let's get you some free pizza. Made him feel very special right off the bat. So I can't thank Josh Williams enough for doing that. And, and ironically enough, not, I guess it's not ironic, but oddly enough, Josh is actually the guy that did my intro for me. He just reached out to me when I first started the podcast up and offered to do my intro. So he's the one that put that together. So Josh Williams, great dude, former player of mine at Broom as well. I think he, uh, he's a Vestal guy. Um, so that was awesome. And Eli loved the crap out of it. Now let's get back into the rest of it here. Um, 
the seeing a lot of people that I've known through lacrosse, that never stopped. Once we left the basement and we went back upstairs on our way to our seats, or on, I should say, we went upstairs and I grabbed a beer. But in between all of that, between leaving Josh and going up to get to our seats, we just kept running into person after person. Former players, a lot of people from Whitney Point representing, uh, uh, Ryan Martin, Dan Wood, Nick Ballard, a bunch of guys that I, I played, either coached at some stage or played with, Ryan Martin uh, and Nick Ballard. I never got to play with Nick Ballard. Nick Ballard was a filthy, filthy, dirty attackman at Whitney Point. Put up 50 goals uh, his sophomore, junior, and senior seasons. Each of those seasons uh, put up 50 goals. He was a, just a filthy, natural athlete, natural lacrosse attackman. Uh, Martin, a big, tall, you know, bruising midfielder with a good shot. Anyway, I run into those guys, and it just didn't stop. And at one point, Eli says to me, he's like, Dad, why do people keep stopping us to talk to you? And my explanation was simple. It was when you're old like me and you've been playing and coaching lacrosse in this area for as long as I have been, you know, and I even refed. I mean, I've pretty much been around the game since I was in like fifth grade and never stopped. I coached youth club through high school. I, you know, went to went to college, didn't coach for a bit. As soon as I got done with college, went right back into coaching high school lacrosse at that point and then, you know, moved on to coaching at Broom. You know, when you've been in it this long, buddy, you're going to end up knowing everyone because lacrosse is a very tight-knit community. And uh, it felt that way. It felt like a big-ass family reunion. We couldn't walk more than 10 steps without me having to hug somebody, shake somebody's hand. I came home and told my wife, almost guaranteed I got the Rona at this game because I just kept running into everybody. Uh, Aaron Quilty, a girl that I went to high school with, and a friend, and uh, her husband, Jesse Dutcher, who's now the uh, uh, the, the head coach, at, or one of the coaches at least, at, at Shenango Valley High School. They're going to have a really good team this year. I know this because I was talking to him in the bathroom amongst other places that I ran into them and talked to them. So yeah, all of us for sure have COVID. Uh, it's almost guaranteed after this. Now to the game. I'm going to be short on stats and specifics because the PBLA has not gotten their shit together. This seems to be a, a plague, something that plagues all professional lacrosse. And in my opinion, it's one of the reasons that the MLL never really caught on. Even the NLL doesn't do a great job. They're trying to overhaul their stat system now. So this isn't just a, a knock on the PBLA. Even the PLL did a shit job providing statistics and you know any type of reasonable way to look up the outcome of a game and read up on that game post-game until just recently where they've now started to kind of figure out the, the stats thing a little bit better. So, I mean, hey, to the PBLA, if you are having a hard time putting this together, get a hold of me. I'm a web developer, web marketer. Uh, I've, I've won a U.S. Lacrosse Man of the Year award when I was 24 for covering Section 4 lacrosse and doing stats and giving out prizes to kids and crap like that. Hit me up because, you know, call me maybe. Because uh, right now, this is everyone is chirping the PBLA, including me, because they have done a crap job. They've had three or four games already. Nobody knows who scored goals. Nobody knows what happened in the games, except for the people that went. I was there. I don't even fully know. Except, thank you to Tyler Cunnington here uh, at, Ty, uh, at Ty Cunnington TV. On Twitter right here, you can see if you want to follow at least the Binghamton team, but you want some general, really solid PBLA coverage, go here and give Tyler a follow. He's one of the local anchors at our news station here. I think WICZ TV 40 
uh, Fox 40 in Binghamton, and he blessed us with a highlight cut of every single Binghamton goal. So I'm going to kind of just ramble through it. We're going to play the highlights, let you guys watch them. I'll just ramble through as we go. The reality here is I'm not even sure who all of these players are as they're going to score these goals. So I'm just going to kind of ramble through it for two minutes as we watch it. And some of them I will know, some of them I won't. But let us get on with it here. I'm going to move this off over here real quick so that I can actually see the roster because I know that we can get into the bingo roster. Actually, I'm going to drag it over here. And then I can actually kind of tell you who these guys are. Yeah, they don't even have them lined up with the numbers, so I can't tell you crap. So see, once again, this is how bad the coverage so far, even within their own organization, has been. It's because they scrambled to get this league up. I'm not trashing the league at all. But like I said, hit me up. I can help you guys out here. Uh, to, you know, what, 15,000 followers overall across all platforms, all diehard lacrosse fans, dads, coaches, moms, players, you name it. Hit me up, but here, let's uh, watch these highlights now because it is pretty dope. Who is that? That's uh, Ty Hill, I believe. Or not, uh, not, is it Ty Hill? I forget which hill we have here. We have Ty Thompson. There is Thompson scoring. He gets into a little bit of a scuffle. Let me say, Thompson is the second pick, and uh, Lazor, there's the big boy. I love this big boy here. I forget his name, but I talked to someone, and they said, yeah, that dude can play. This, there's another goal. I think that is also by a Thompson. And throughout the game here, you know, we were, we were pumped. And, the big, big, and that's Killcoin. Killcoin ends up scoring the game-winning goal, I believe. It was tied up late into the game and with like 20, 30 seconds left or so, Killcoin scores. In terms of the quality, you see that it's there. I mean, Thompson, he's no slouch. And uh, our goalie here, the Lazor dude, probably worth that first pick because he, he 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 gave up a bunch of goals but he did in fact actually make a bunch of key stops especially late in that game to help Binghamton get the win that was probably the longest range shot of the day right there scored and one other thing I love about this that you're seeing here penalty shots on a penalty the team has the option to take a penalty shot you see Thompson score two penalty shot goals right here and then depending on the situation I think even after the penalty shot you can actually uh, uh, opt to still take a penalty if it's like a major penalty or something still trying to kind of figure out the rules on this one but you see goal quality like in terms of the quality of play in terms of the names we got Hills on the field we've got Thompson's here you're going to see a Paulus score anytime you see Hills Thompson's and Paulus's running around on the field you know that their skill levels are going to be really high this goal by Simpson was actually crazy he was on the ground getting beat up everyone was like pass the ball pass the ball he ends up on the deck we're yelling hey you douchebag why didn't you pass the ball but that dude gets up and scores a goal and then right there you see that was actually the game winner scored by Killcoin. let me go back here we'll watch that one more time boom Killcoin scores the game winner we were hype man we were we were all pretty much in our section all in the sauce and uh, I didn't even tell my wife this, but we gave my son a swear pass at one point, and we let him say something like, you know, that what the shit is what he decided to go with or something like that. So my wife does not know about the swear pass yet, mostly because I forgot to tell her. But uh, she will probably now know about the swear pass that we handed my nine-year-old son uh, after. And actually, to make it worse, the first time he said it, someone in the section didn't hear, and they wanted to hear the nine-year-old say what the shit to the refs. And so he ended up having to say it again for that guy. So that'll be funny that this is how that comes out. But in the end, you know, I have one thing to say, and it is if you have one of these teams in your area, 
go see these games for sure. You know, the tickets are a little bit, you know, I heard a lot of people complaining about the ticket price at the game, but the people that I talked to after that went to the game, they all agree it was worth it. You know, you can't, you have to pay somewhat of a premium, especially to help these types of leagues get off the ground. So I cannot stress enough. I, I cannot recommend the league enough. I had a great time. And then even the people that I knew within the organization made it a little bit more special for my son. My, even, you know, I say for my son, but it was cool for me too. Um, but without people actually getting off their asses and going to these games, this league is not going to make it. And holy shit, do I want this league to make it. Uh, it was the most fun that I've had at the arena, as we call it here, in my entire life. You know, definitely my adult life. You know, maybe there was a circus or some shit that I went to when I was a kid, and I loved that too. But by far the most fun I've had that I can ever remember going to the arena. Uh, my wife even dropped me off. Uh, so that I could, you know, get a little bit crunk and uh, hang out with the boy. The boy got to hang out with the boys, and he had a great time. And uh, the one thing that I have to say that everyone that saw me was disappointed in, and I apologize, is every all my lax buddies that ran in, I ran into asked my son naturally, "Do you do you play lacrosse?" And his reply of no was met with horror, disappointment in the eyes of my friends while they looked at me wondering, "How could I have a child that does not play the sport of lacrosse?" I'm working on it, and he did admit. This makes them want to play just a little bit more. So I'm going to keep working it. We've got a goal in the backyard that we, you know, every summer we, you know, go out and play catch and shoot around and stuff. He's just still at nine years old resisting going out and playing the organized version of the support. But moral of the story, get your asses out and go to a game. Try to go to multiple games. Hell, if you don't want to take, you know, you don't want to spend money on four tickets, date night with the wife, although my wife's never going to go. Uh, she admits she doesn't give a crap about this, and she is not going to be there. Next game for Binghamton, Friday, January 13th, against the Syracuse Spark, and I'm going to miss that one. It's my wife's birthday. She did offer to have me go. She said, hey, you can, we'll just go out to dinner earlier, and you guys can go to the game. And I was like, eh, let's not do that. It's your birthday. I don't want to – I want to I be a good husband and all that. But the daughter gets to go to the January 28th game against the uh, uh, All-Americans. That will be, once again, at the arena. So that's it for this episode, guys. Uh, I will be back Friday with a film review video, and then Sunday we're going to start really previewing the first handful or so of games that are on the Division One schedule, talk about some other teams' schedule, talk a little bit about ACC, Big Ten lacrosse, and all that crap. So I will be back, but I did want to you know, make sure that I put this PBLA video up. I'm hyped for the Binghamton Bombers. Can't wait to get my jerseys so I can rep them on the podcast. And like I said, hey, PBLA, Get a hold of me. I can help you guys out. We can do a better job covering this league for you while you're trying to get your, your, your infrastructure in place. I can take this and help you and make sure that people get the information they want and have access to stats and video highlights and all that crap. So that's it. Uh, come back Friday for the film review. Come back Sunday for uh, episode 228. And uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, all that crap. And Hoost is out. The Lapse Factor Podcast.